You're late. Have a seat. I was just getting into the part of Jurassic Park when Nedry meets his excruciating demise, which is very different in the book. Keep in mind I'm paraphrasing because while I am a ghoul of darkness, I too fear litigation. Drenched and disappointed, Nedry headed back to his vehicle. His frustrated walk of shame was then interrupted by a gentle but eerie cry. He paused. This was not the hooting of an owl. It was something much larger. He heard the crashing of brush nearby and then complete silence. He ran. He darted as fast as he could towards the car's beaming lights of salvation. He was so close he could taste it, but once he reached the jeep, he froze. His worst fear was already there waiting for him. In the distance stood a creature ten feet tall. It was yellow like amber with dark spots and devilish red ridges above its head. Nedry had not taken the tour of the different dinosaurs, for if he did, he'd know how frightened he should be. The creature stared at its entree who foolishly thought the headlights were keeping the beast at bay. The mysterious animal snapped its neck back and motioned it forward in Nedry's direction. Something with force hit his chest. He reached down to touch what seemed to be moist and sticky. This bitch spit on him. Dumbfounded, he looked back at the dinosaur and saw its head jolt forward again. This time, he was smacked in the neck with this glob. The skin on both his neck and hand started to sting. In fact, it felt like an acidic burn. Nedry opened the car door and turned around to assure he wasn't being followed. Suddenly, his eyes were wet and bubbling. He feverishly wiped his face. His shrieking was anything but discreet. If his location wasn't known by other predators before, it is now. The earth quaked from below Nedry. Each rumble increased as the hooting grew. He opened his eyes to attempt to bear witness to his executioner. He saw nothing. Huh? But a deep dark abyss. He was blind. He could sense the animal was near, its breath ignoring every boundary of personal space. His belly began to burn from a cut that felt like a blade in heat. He felt below and held a warm, meaty mass. The realization then came to Nedry that he was holding his own organs, his intestines to be exact. He fell to the ground and landed on something frigid, thick, and scaly. It was the creature's foot. A new form of agony began and came from both sides of his head. The pain increased as he felt himself levitating to the heavens. His head was resting in the dinosaur's jaws. 
And all poor Nedry could do was hope this last supper ended sooner rather than later. Welcome to People Under the Scares podcast. We discuss everything scary, spooky, and disturbing in horror. This is Mike. And this is Bobby. And today we are discussing the legendary Steven Spielberg film, Jurassic Park. And we are joined with a very, very special guest, Austin Torres, host of Would You Die, a horror movie podcast. And I would actually, I'll let you go ahead. I was about to go into a spiel. Hello, Austin. How you doing? Welcome, Austin. <laughs> Woo! I am good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited. We're excited to have you. Yes, we've been talking about Jurassic Park, and we know how much you love this movie, so there could be no one else that we would bring on this. In fact, I would say we're not bringing anybody else on for any movie in the franchise other than Austin. All right. Yes. Oh, yes. That's uh, six whole episodes you're booking me for. I'm there we all go. good. This is an exclusive. <laughs> Nobody else has got it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we expect to see you a lot more often. So, oh, I I am there. You can uh, expect me to uh, uh, spare no expense for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. And just for the listeners who don't know about your podcast, how about you give us an idea of what they're in for every week when they listen to <laughs> Would You Die? So Would You Die is a horror movie podcast I started last year. And every week, me, myself, and a different guest, we talk about their favorite horror monster or villain. And... um. Bobby's a huge friend of the show. He's been on quite a few times. Mike, you have to be on my show soon. Yes, I was already going to say it. I I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about how Bobby's been on all these times. And I'm like, Mike hasn't been on once. (laughs) Oh, my. That makes me look so bad. Um, But it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. I just, uh, it was one of those things. We're at the beginning of this year. I was making a list of who I wanted to be on the show. And Mike, you were like at the top of that list. I'm like, heck yeah. But then I was trying to fill out some of it. So I just sent like a tweet out like, hey, who's interested in being on my show? It it fucking went viral. And yes. I'm like, yes. it's g- great, but overwhelming because now I have to tell a lot of people no. <laughs> I'm not trying to be booked till 2027. <laughs> and uh the sad thing is uh I just didn't get to every message in comment. <laughs> they they got they got lost and I'm sorry if you're listening and I accidentally stopped messaging you just 
Send me a message if you still want to be on the show. It's fine. Or if that passed, that's cool too. I don't, I, I accept my failures, but Mike, you have to be on the show for real, Zeus. Uh, yeah, I'll be coming <laughs> on. Oh, well, in case they do want to hit you back up, what is your uh, social? Uh, well, on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Would You Die Show. I do have a TikTok that is Would You Die Podcast. But if I'm being perfectly honest, I just take the same video of Gizmo dancing from Gremlins 2 and I just put the most <laughs> random music I can find over it. <laughs> so that's really more of a troll account uh, more than anything at this point. But once in a while, I'll I'll rank like my favorite Scream movies or like I'll do like the basketball monster bracket or whatever stuff like that okay well if you ever do if you ever do like troll two <laughs> gremlins two you know mike would be mike would love I to would. be on a- <laughs> i would <laughs> oh it's gonna happen it's gonna happen soon it's gonna happen soon because i do have some some slots opening up um, so I have to reach out to people who already reach out to me. I'm just going to reach out to you, Mike. Okay. Everyone's everyone's listening. It's like, this isn't fucking Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I'll condense it down just a tad. Yeah. I mean, we, we can, can know speak you. That. We can, okay, we can get right into it. We can get right into <laughs> it. So we have a few Jurassic Park related questions. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Bobby, you can answer as well, right? Because yeah. you are here. Sure. <laughs> Is this so. a game? Uh, it can be. It can be. I'm competitive. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> all right. So, firstly, I guess we could all discuss how or what Jurassic Park means to us because that is a time in our lives with the '90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Um, what does Jurassic Park mean to you? Um. Short answer is it means everything to me. Really. Long answer is. Um, you know how when people, when you normally ask a person what their favorite movie is, like every movie you have ever thought of comes straight to your mind. And it's like, most people, they'll list out off 15. You're only asking for one, but you list off 15. I've never been that way. I've only had one answer ever since I was three years old. And that, that is Jurassic Park. And I've never had a movie and I love movies don't get me wrong I love all sorts of movies for all sorts of reasons but Jurassic Park is just like that film that for better or for worse made me me I saw it at so young of an age that it kind of defined my personality I don't want to say it changed my life because how do you change your life when you're three But, I mean, yeah. you could have liked a different movie and been completely different. You never know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It shapes us, you know? Like, <clears throat> listen, mm-hmm. if it was a completely different movie, you probably would not be right here with us talking Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, right. I might not know? be on the show at all. I might not be a horror fan, you know? Exactly. See, what's another movie, right? If it was Rumpelstiltskin instead oh, of Jurassic Park. You could be a different person, absolutely. Yeah, I would be an insanely <laughs> different person. <laughs> Bobby, what about you? <laughs> um, for me, 
much like Austin, like this was my childhood as many of us. Um, this movie makes me emotional just because it was one of the first movies me and my mom watched together and uh, we went to see it in theaters. And that's just a memory that I share with my mom. And then, so every time I see it on TV, um, I always stop and watch it. The music get me in my feels, you know? Like, I get a big smile on my face. When you hear that theme song, you know what movie it came from. You know what movie it is. Uh, so this movie is everything. Like, I had toys growing up. I had Kite of the Jurassic Park. So it, I love it. It means everything to me. It's one of my faves. Uh, let's see. When I think of Jurassic Park, I immediately think of the movies. That's the first movie I saw in theaters that was, to me, massive. To see what a T-Rex would look like on the big screen. Yeah, I saw Land Before Time at home on a video. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I- I've seen The Land of the Lost on TV. Still doesn't compare. Seeing Velociraptors and a T-Rex and all these other dinosaurs do amazing things. And also, I feel like kids, we are kind of obsessed with dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs in space for some reason. Oh, yeah. And it just kind of stuck. They're very fascinating. They're fun. Um, and they kill, according to the movie. And I'm, I'm with it all the way. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Land Before Time was one of my favorites, too. I had it on VHS. And I obviously cried during it when Littlefoot's mom died. Child. Littlefoot mama died. Like, that was sad. <laughs> Never mind. I forgot. Like, is forgot your heart that cold? Like, <laughs> that was a sad moment. So, no, it was. I forgot. <laughs> You're right. I'm a whole ass adult. I, I'll still cry at that part. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I still cry at that. I still cry when Mufasa died in the, in the Lion King. Look, I got emotional <laughs> when the Triceratops in this movie was like sick and they were all like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to die in the rain. It's about the thunderstorm. <laughs> like I was just, it was a lot. Okay. Cause it's something mm-hmm. beautiful about this whole movie, but we'll get into it. Yeah. And you know what? Not you mentioning it, the musical score, it does, it definitely increases. I could see someone crying at certain points in this. Just there are points in this movie that, do have sad tones, and normally mm-hmm. it wouldn't affect me, Bobby, because as you said, I'm dead inside. But <laughs> I could absolutely see tearing up. It's actually, actually, it's playing right now. The, the Triceratops is breathing, and Alan is like mm-hmm. on its belly. Yeah, yeah I can see that. And that scene cracks me up because this dinosaur is sitting here dying, and they're all like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm like, the dinosaur needs help, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sattler is helping it. What do you yes. mean? Our queen, Laura Dern, is doing her job. She was. But I loved her, too, because when she got there, you could tell she had mixed emotions because she was so fascinated by seeing this dinosaur, but she also wanted to help it. Like, tears was even coming down her eyes. Yeah. Like, her whole performance in this movie is great. It, it, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, another way Jurassic Park shaped my whole ass as a person is um, I'm a musician. And I play, I play guitar, I play trumpet. And the big reason why I play trumpet is when you were, when you're in like middle school and you're picking your band instruments, if you go that route, my only motivation for picking trumpet was I want to play the bum, 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 yeah, I wanted to play that and I can play it. 
So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can play quite a few more things. Um, I, I had a very long career um, doing marching band through high school and college, but um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where um, I can trace back me being a musician and actually sticking with it because of my love of Jurassic Park and particular, particularly its score. So, and also just a fun, weird coincidence in my life. In both my senior years of high school and my senior year of college, I got to play the Jurassic Park theme with my different bands. <laughs> that is amazing. The fact, first of all, the fact that you stuck with band and committed to this, mm-hmm. props to that. And the fact that you can play this is amazing. And damn it, you should have brought that trumpet here. So we- <laughs> I was going to say, we would have had you play it on here. That would have been an oh intro. My- <laughs> that would have been an intro. Actually, oh, uh, right here. Oh my god! All right, but he has the I trumpet, y'all. He has it. <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't played in a little bit, and uh, I am not where I'm not at. No longer, I'm no longer at the point where I can just pick it up and start playing harder music. I have to warm up now. <laughs> the Jurassic Park themes kind of high up there and uh not to bore everyone with like a trumpet lesson but to play higher notes you have to have stronger lip muscles and i do not exercise these muscles the way i used to um take that as you will <laughs> i i was trying to stop myself <laughs> i oh, realized God. it just as i realized it just as i was saying it i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna own it it's a safe space, my friend. <laughs> this Bobby is the, this is going to be on the internet. What do you mean? Everyone's I mean, <laughs> going to hear that. But we have a particular. You know, I own it. Yeah. I own it. As you should. As you should. We're grown. You know. <laughs> this is a different type of podcast. So I mean, <laughs> listen. When you listen back to a lot of older episodes, me and Mike reveal a lot of things about ourselves. Yes. So and completely um, forget. And completely forget. <laughs> Uh, for everyone listening at home, start the counter for how many times I say spare no expense, not spare no expense, uh, hold on to your butts. Or both of them. I'll say both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> Jurassic Park such a quotable movie. It is. It, yes. Yes. Um, sp- yes. Okay. So speaking of this, let's just address the elephant in the room because I know there's going to be some people. This isn't a horror movie. Blah, 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 blah. So. We are going to break down why this is under the horror umbrella, as it should be. Firstly, yeah. it's science fiction, sci-fi horror. Secondly, how can you not be afraid in any of these situations in this movie? I don't understand. One I get a lot is people say, well, it's an adventure movie. And my counter to that is like, yes. It's also a science fiction and a horror movie. Like, this movie's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that Jurassic Park is able to juggle a bunch of different genres really well, a lot of people think movies can only be one or two. But Jurassic Park is a uh, science fiction. It's a horror. It's an adventure. A lot of people say it's action, but I never understood that. So my definition of action might be different from the majority yeah. of people. Yeah. I, it's also creature feature, which is undoubtedly yeah. horror. So mm-hmm. that kind of 
stops the argument right there. Right. The other um, thing I hear is it doesn't scare me, which I, that's a personal thing. Yeah. So like yeah. Bobby may not be afraid of certain. Bobby's afraid of puppets from like Puppet Master, maybe. Let's say that. Who said I was afraid of them? I just said they will whip your ass. That's it. <laughs> I'm not afraid of them. I don't particularly find them scary, but that is considered a horror movie. So it's all subjective when you think about yeah. it. I mean, what I usually say is uh, to piss people off if I'm ever in this argument is they'll do that, like, they'll say, well, I don't think it's scary. And I'll always be like, well, I don't think Jason Voorhees is scary, but he's still horror. People get mm-hmm. so mad. Right. I love Jason, by the way, but he's not scary. Like, he, he was when I was six. I mean, he was scary when I was six, but so were velociraptors. I mean, I'd still sit bricks if I saw a velociraptor right in front of me or Jason Voorhees right in front of me. <laughs> Listen, I say this all the time. And I think the reason why, for me, like a lot of things, I mean, I'm not really scared of anything. I'm kind of desensitized when it comes to horror now, just because I'll be fair. So much of it. But if you think about it, if you put yourself in these situations, you're going to be fucking scared. If Jason Voorhees is standing right in front of you, you're going to be scared. If you're in a situation like in this movie where you're in a car and there's a big ass dinosaur uh, uh, hovering yeah. above you and then looking into the damn windows, looking at you and about to gobble your ass up, you're going to be scared. The scariest part of this movie to me is the T-Rex kneeling, kneeling down and in looking the into the truck. And his eyes dilating when she, uh, Lex shines the light. Scariest shit ever. When you realize it sees her. Scariest mm-hmm. shit in this movie to me. Can I say what scares me the most in the movie? It, Go it's for actually, it. It's actually one of the funniest moments in the movie, but it scares me so bad. Because um, I think about it all the time. And it's when um, the raptors... Like the Raptors are in the visitor center and they're it's right bef- it's like the very beginning of the Raptors in the kitchen. And they cut to the adults in like the safety bunker. Um Dr. Alan Grant is getting a gun and he mm-hmm. asks uh Dr. Sadler, Are are you sure the third one's contained? And sarcastically she just goes, yeah, unless they learn how to open doors. And it cuts straight to the door opening, and you see that clawed hand, mm-hmm. like, pushing it in. That is terrifying. A, but a creature that lethal, being that intelligent? <laughs> they said Crazy. it. Problem solving? Ugh. Yes, they said it. Like, when you pay attention to this movie, um, the guy, I think his name is Robert, like, he says something about, you know, them being very intelligent. Yes. And dude, like, yeah. Sm- yeah. Um, and he said there's one of them that's kind of like the leader. Like, she knows pretty much, you know, everything. He was describing where, because he was like, isn't there like electric fences? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, but they were testing the fences out to see which one is the weakest. And they never visit that same side of the fence because they're trying. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> smart. <laughs> So would you say the Velociraptor is possibly the scariest of the of the ones we've been introduced to in this movie? For me, it is. I think it depends on what you're scared of. Um, for me, it would be the Velociraptors. 
I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to see a T Rex <laughs> like up close and personal. <laughs> right. T Rex is my favorite dinosaur, but uh, shout out to Rexy, which is <laughs> I love Rexy, but um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in Rexy's path. Like that is scary, and the Dilophosaurs are very scary, especially this movie's version of them. Thank God they're not yes. scientifically accurate. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I have a treat a little later because okay. I, well, I do have Jurassic Park the book, but I haven't read it. But I did find Nedry's death in the book, which is slightly different. It's actually a little more fucked up and scarier. Yeah. So I'm going to, I had to paraphrase it because I don't think I can legally read from the fucking book on here. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to mess with lawyers. <laughs> unless you unless you're sitting on the potty, then you're just a sick of T Rex on them. Listen, we get more people to <laughs> get their book and want to read it. Like shit, it's not like we are taking credit for their stuff. Like shout out to them. <laughs> but yeah, that that actually that dinosaur was my kite. I mentioned I had a kite of a dinosaur. Oh, the dinosaur. <gasps> yeah, and that I was my kite. Those. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and I remember flying it, and I hit a pole, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Electricity super effective on the dinosaurs. <laughs> I will say, though, I am scared of uh, velociraptors because of how they're described. Because T-Rexes, um, obviously, they can't really see. They're kind of blind. They said they only see with, like, you know, the flare and the light and stuff. So if you do sit still, possibly you'll be safe with the raptors is literally like kind of like what Alan Grant was saying when he was scaring um, Alice's son from Nightmare on Elm Street 5 on here in the beginning. He was talking all that shit in the beginning, talking about, oh, it's not that scary. And Alan Grant was like, let me get you together real quick. And how he was describing that scene, it was scary. And he would just like cut you here and here and maybe across the belly, spilling your intestines. And then he was just saying like how the one in front would be staring at you but two would come from the side and get you out of here. That's scary to me because they, they're packs. They hunt in packs. So it's not going to just be one. If there's one around, just know that there's multiple around you. So not yes. to bounce all over, but I'm going to bounce all over. I'm so glad you brought up that scene. Cause you know how the kid like just shows up and he's like, that's not very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I imagine everyone who says Jurassic Park is in horror. Mm-hmm. I just imagine they're that kid. And then I have to go fucking Dr. Alan Grant on them and school them. It's all funny games until something that is clearly a predator is staring at you in your face. Right. All yes. funny games. Right. Yes. Right. Um, can I uh, bring one more point for Jurassic Park being horror for you guys? Yeah. Sure. I, um, something I like to, uh, parallel I like to bring is when describe you a movie, you tell me if it's horror or not. A scientist or a team of scientists go disregard nature, disregard, uh, God or whatever, and they go and they bring back creatures from the dead, which they cannot control. And these creatures kill people. 
Am I talking about Jurassic Park? Am I talking about Frankenstein? Am I talking about Reanimator? Are these not all the same movie? You better talk that shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you don't think Jurassic Park's scary? That's fine. I'm not ever going to try and argue it's scary. I haven't th- thought, I don't think I ever thought it was scary. I've been watching it since I was three years old. But it's basically the 90s version of Frankenstein. And if you're going to sit there and tell me to my face that Frankenstein is not horror, then, like, meet me outside. We're throwing hands. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) That's a great point, though, Austin. I love that. That, I mean, that's true, though. That is true. Right, yeah. You know? So... All right. Clearly, I've been in this argument way too much. (laughs) And it's fine. (laughs) That is fine. Um, Okay. So, obviously, we're talking about uh, us being scared of dinosaurs and stuff like that, raptors and T-Rexes. But if you can be a dinosaur, uh, which one would you choose and why? My heart tells me I want to be a T-Rex because T-Rexes are fucking cool. But my brain tells me I want to be a velociraptor because I'd have homies and I'd be smart. Okay. That's reasons why I'm choosing that as well. (laughs) Velociraptor. Oh, did we just become best friends? Yes. This is our (laughs) pet. (laughs) The real ones know what what I just referenced. (laughs) Step Brothers. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Go check out that movie as well if you haven't seen it. It's an excellent double feature with Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting double feature. Okay. okay. I don't know what I would... I I need something that can fly. I Mm. I need... Terrace... I don't see now. I know Pterodactyl, but that's probably powering. Just Pterosaur? Pterodon? Is that the name of it? Um, so... From my understanding, is pterosaurs is kind of like the whole family of different species. Pterodactyl is one. I think it's there's one that's like a pterandon. Yeah, I think you said it right. Okay. Um, there's like this big motherfucker. I think it's called a Quetzalcoatl. Oh, can we swear on this? Oh, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I'm pretty sure that was like <laughs> my tenth, my tenth f bomb, and I just now thought about it. <laughs> but yeah, I it's Quetzal. Quetzalcoatl, or is that the Aztec god? Anyways, it's named after an Aztec god, which I can't <laughs> pronounce, but it's like a 40-foot wingspan. It's oh, huge. And uh, maybe it could be that. Yeah, I'll be that. I don't think anything's going <laughs> to hunt me. I think I'll be an apex predator of the sky, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hunted by anything. That's interesting, though, worries. because you do not like say, birds. I don't. But no birds are going to be messing with you. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Also, my babies can pick up babysitters of children, like in future movies, and drop them <laughs> off in the water to be eaten. That was fucked up. <laughs> Fun fact, that was the first female death in a Jurassic Park movie. Oh. I don't know if that makes How? it better or worse. Fuck, did we not realize that? Right. <laughs> okay. That's actually kind of crazy. 
I was more scared of them though in Jurassic Park three when they were inside the birdcage. Yo, the way it looked. Oh, that. that- Slow turner, I love it. That whole build up, I remember. I'm getting goosebumps right now because that was freaking me out. When they were there, it was foggy, and then you just, yes. <laughs> you just, you just see the the um the 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 ramp thing just rattle, and then they just mm. turn around. You just see it appear out of the fog, just walking. I would have had a heart attack right there. I would have dropped. <laughs> it would have had to just pick me up and start. And the crazy thing is, too, when they got one of them, and it, uh, I think the dude fell inside the water, they were all just, like, pecking. And I'm just like, you know what? Mm-mm. Like big compies with wings. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope. So this is interesting. I want your guys' opinion on this. And sorry, I'm j- totally derailing the structure of the oh, <laughs> the podcast. Go for but, it. Uh, but I think you guys will have really interesting things to say. I think Jurassic Park, like the original Jurassic Park trilogy, so Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3, I think those are the only ones in the series that are actually horror or at least leaning into horror. I think the Jurassic World movies are action movies with a horror scene here and there. Well, I I think Fallen Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom's probably the closest to an action horror that the series has or horror action. Um, but the Jurassic world movies, I think are more action movies. Agreed. Yeah. You have fucking motorcycle and <laughs> shit. I, okay. I'm just going to say this. I, I like the Jurassic world movies, but I feel like they pale in comparison. Um, because as they do go into an action, uh, area that I was not expecting. I do like the aspect of introducing dinosaurs into the real world with the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Like we got a taste of it in the lost world, but I kind of just wanted to see them running amok, not fucking the dinosaurs in the black market, which I guess would actually happen probably. Right. But it was an action. It was a fucking taken movie with dinosaurs and locusts. And (laughs) I just didn't get it. You're talking about the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm not a hater. All I'm saying is it's by far my least favorite of the franchise. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm when it came out. There's a lot of people. Like, this is the insult to cinema. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, Morbius just came out. Like, it's not that bad. It that wasn't being that said, horrible. It wasn't good. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, it wasn't. But it wasn't the worst thing. You know, like I I've seen worse. And people were the same way about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, oh, this is an insult. (laughs) And I'm just like, guys, it's not that bad. If you compare it to the original Jurassic Park or the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, it's bad. But if you compare it against literally the majority of movies, it's average. Mm. I I would say that uh, the Jurassic World movies... uh, are interesting. I do love the first one because it was a the first Jurassic Park movie we got in a very long time, and like when we finally got it, it it just hit all the beats for me. And especially when we visited the old island and we got some of the same, uh, like the little faint of the music, the original music in it when they were inside the old, uh, you know, the old I forgot the name of that place, um, the old building. 
Uh, oh, the visitor center. The visitor center. Yes, it was. It was. It, it was great. And then like the the new dinosaur. Um, and then the Indominus Rex. Yes, like it was <laughs> scary. And then just seeing like everybody being attacked in this you know amusement park and. We got, you know, the Raptors, Blue, and Delta, and all of them, and they're all working together, but they're kind of like the good, well, Blue's kind of like the good guy, if you think about it. Um, But a good dino. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I love the first Jurassic World. I mean, yes, it does have a lot of problems in comparison to, you know, when you watch the other films, but I think it still holds up and is one of my faves. And, like, I get that. My thing is, like, Yes, Jurassic World um, doesn't really match up when you compare it to the original Jurassic Park, but also like 99.9% of movies don't measure up when you compare it to the original Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, guys, we can chill. I think it's, I think what I like about the the first Jurassic World movie is the Indominus Rex to me feels like a natural extension of that kind of like Frankenstein subplot of Jurassic Park, where it's like, okay, you already brought back creatures that were dead that should not be back. What's the next middle finger to Mother Nature you can do? Taking the DNA of different animals and dinosaurs and splicing it into an unholy hybrid, which looks really cool. Mm. <laughs> My main issue with Jurassic World, like all three of them, as much as I love Blue, the raptors aren't scary anymore. They're not. And the movies aren't, I think, as a result, the movies feel more like Marvel movies than they do Jurassic Park movies. Mm. That's a perfect description, actually. Action is action movie, like you said before. And it takes out because then I think about it. When you watch the first Jurassic Park, it doesn't feel like an action movie at all, right? You know, and I get that they're trying to do something different with these newer ones, but like, I don't know. It's just maybe that's why I didn't really care for Jurassic World. Not Jurassic World. I'm sorry, The Lost World. The Lost World wasn't really like an action movie, but it was just something about that one growing up that it didn't really stick with me, and I didn't really care. I appreciate it a little bit more as an adult. But when I was younger, I was so used to us being in Jurassic Park and how that made me gotcha. feel. And then when That's we got fair. to the Lost World, I'm just like, who are these people? I see some of these people, but where's like everybody else? And why we're here? And who's this little girl? And what is she doing? And like, it was just a lot. And then it was just, I don't know. I'm going to save it for when we have our inevitable Lost World Jurassic Park episode, when you all bring me back. Yes. But I got a whole ass rant about the <laughs> Jurassic Park sequels. Uh, it's out of love. It's out of love. Of course. I, I do love these movies. Um, and I'm not going to be like... And this is... And Lost World is the one Steven Spielberg did, but Steven Spielberg understood something the other filmmakers didn't. No shade to those filmmakers. But he just understood. But I'm going to save it. I'm going to save that rant because. But that's a whole that's a whole 45 minutes of but. not talking about the original movie. <laughs> <laughs> Our last question. Okay. 
I mean, this is a little whatever question. What dinosaur? We've already discussed which ones we wouldn't want to deal with, which ones we would want to be. Which one do you think you could actually beat up in a, <laughs> well, in a life or death situation? Uh, beat up? <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> So when I came up with this question, I didn't mean, like, fight physically. <laughs> How else do you beat up a dinosaur? But why did we all physically, like, what we would rather physically go up against? Because there's so many different dinosaurs. So which one would you rather deal with out of all of them? Not physically fight. They will fuck the you up. Okay. I misinterpreted There's that. no way of beating up a dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, the babies. That don't count. If they come right out the egg, those ones we could deal with. Well, that, of but course. then the parents would be after us. Exactly. Yeah. You see what happened in part three. You don't. They don't even have to be hatched from the eggs for them to come after you. But um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it twice. The dinosaur I think I can physically beat up is <laughs> the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Wait, the one that one that spits tar in your face? <laughs> yeah. Because no. I'm not going to be... He's going to go with, with goggles. <laughs> oh, I already wear glasses. I already wear glasses. Okay, I'm not going to be a fucking... Mask and just spit over your I'm mouth. Not gonna, I'm not going to be a fucking dumbass and fall down a, like a hill and lose my glasses. <laughs> so, Dilophosaurus, you can fucking square up. Meet me at uh, uh, the Denny's parking lot. So, <laughs> all right. The dinosaur. I think I could. I have the best chance of surviving. Is the T Rex? I'll tell you why. I just love T Rexes so much. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, I love you, and the T Rex is gonna be like. You know what? We're going to be homies. And then I'm going to be riding a T-Rex. I'll be like a Boba Fett on the Rancor. Or Tammy and the yeah. T-Rex. Have you seen that movie? I am Tammy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am Tammy. <laughs> so that that's my answer. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Um, <laughs> for me... <laughs> Uh, same with the T Rex because everything I mentioned before they 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 don't know how to they don't see very well so I feel like I have a better chance a little bit and they're so big I feel like I could kind of just run around them a little bit I have more of a chance um, but if all fails just stand still and don't move um, and beat up. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Just take me out. I'm not going to go for the herbivores because they didn't do anything. They minding their business. They're eating grass. And Pick them. Are you crazy? No, they don't, they're minding their business. Why would I go ahead? And, I'm a bully at this point. I'm fucking them up for no reason. No, it's it's a situation. Which one you think you have what? a better survival rate against? But how much? They eating plants. Like They're not going to do nothing to kill me. I'm not a fucking plant. And also, which one could you beat up if you wanted to be a bully? Like, a Triceratops will fuck you up. True. A Stegosaurus yeah. is, is going to, like, put Ooh. you six feet under. Yes, a Brachiosaurus is going to stomp on you. Exactly. Like, exactly. And so I'm not messing Ankle with them. No. Ankylosaurus either, no. Never. Mm. Ankylosaurus are so cool. I don't know. <sighs> I'm struggling with this question, honestly, and we asked it. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to deal with any of... Them. <laughs> 
dumb. Maybe the one with the. I feel like I could dodge the one that kind of like does a like lock draw with its neck and then tries to ram you. Oh, oh okay. Um, Pachycephalosaurus. But it's fast too, so it's like it I have to fast. really be focused. Yeah. To it, try to dodge. <laughs> it fucked up that one car in Lost World. Mm. Yes, and which launched the dude out of the fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as, so, that's. Basically, the dinosaur equivalent of playing Russian roulette. Because if you like zig the wrong way, it, it you're gonna be like KO'd, like you're in Super Smash Bros. Mm. Like the <laughs> the home run bat. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true though. But I feel yeah. like it's semi short in comparison to the other ones. Yeah, I can try to hop over it. Maybe I'm not going up against a meteor. That's just not happening. Um, what uh, what about the compies? So I was thinking that, but I feel like they may be like velociraptors. It's not just one alone. They're going to be in a pack because they're smaller. And I guess the more, is it, is it venom that they use to like paralyze you? It, it's like bacteria, I think. Kind of like how a Komodo dragon's bite is Ooh, poisonous, yeah. mm. but it's not like made from them. It's just they don't brush their teeth. Um, I think it's kind of like that. If you just punt them one at a time, <laughs> it'll be a little bit of a leg workout. But I think you can do it. I would go crazy. That's like being attacked by roaches or like a bunch of cats. I, I don't even think I could Wait, do Wait, these were the ones that attacked that little girl in the Lost World in the beginning, right? She survived. <laughs> They didn't show her ass after that scene, though. She survived. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. She, she survived, but at what cost? True. <laughs> we don't want to fight any of them, okay? No, I, I, no, that's I, just, I do not. That's it. Okay, with the smoke. let's get into Jurassic Park, as if we weren't already talking about it. Right. you feel that? Dinosaurs and man. How can we have the slightest idea of what to expect? Must go faster. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Just to really quickly go over this horror shit again. <laughs> the way they hit on the tones and the notes, they do timing perfectly. Mm -hmm. They build suspense perfectly. It makes a little ripple in the fucking glass of water or a puddle be terrifying. That is an element of horror. Y'all can shut y'all asses up because we are tired of having this conversation. No, I agree. <laughs> like, everybody think, oh, because there's dinosaurs and it's not real. It's just blah, 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 blah. But, like, everything you mentioned, Mike, like those scenes in particular with the glass of water shaking, vibrating, the puddle with the footprint in the water and all of that. And just the suspense of everything, man. Like, this movie's scary. I mean, granted, now that we're adults and we love this movie so much, like we're kind of just like, and eh, but if I was to show this to like a kid, I'm sure they'll be scared of this movie. This is a perfect gateway horror film. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Like because I have a lot of friends who um, are normal who 
don't, <laughs> you know, just like I realize I'm I might not be normal anymore when I was the only one laughing in my showing of Evil Dead Rise. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I realize, oh, maybe I am desensitized now. Anyways, I have a lot of people and I'm sure you guys do as well. They're they just can't handle horror movies. But because I'm so into it, they get kind of curious. And I'm always like, start with Jurassic Park. If you can't handle that, this is not the genre for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good barometer. Mm -hmm. That is because you can tell if they can deal with suspense or not. Um, I mean, at the very least, creature features like this tremors. Shit along those lines. If you can't deal with it, then don't delve deeper. Well, but then again, it depends on what scares you. Right. Jurassic Park also has what I think is one of the best jump scares in any movie. And which one would that be? All right. Let me set the mood, set the scene. So, (laughs) because part of the part, part of what makes it so great is the build up to it. Because Steven Spiel, I mean, uh, hot, hot take here, guys. Steven Spielberg's kind of good at this filmmaking thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, motherfucker made Jaws at 25. So, yeah, he's fucking Ugh, good. Yeah. But, um, Jaws is another one. Oh, my God. Mm, Scary, but people don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, okay, that's, we're avoiding that topic right now because that's going to, like, full on piss me off. Get me rant ranting. Um, but yeah, um, before I distract myself too bad, the scene where Grant and the kids are climbing over the fence and our queen, Laura Dern, she's in the, uh, the bunker shed. She's put, turning the power back on. It's this whole <laughs> scene where the question of the scene is, is Lil, Lil Tim is Tim going to get shocked? Oh, yeah. Like, are we going to see a child electrocuted? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of the scene. And John Williams is writing the uh, uh, most tense music you can imagine at this moment. Um, Spielberg and his editor, I believe it's Michael Kahn on this one. They're going back between these two situations. And it's beautiful. It's like a masterwork in editing, in my opinion. And... Uh, Dr. Sadler hits the final button. Lil Timmy gets shocked. He gets yeeted off the fence. And <laughs> the way he just flown off. <laughs> yeah. You're dealing with, you are dealing with the shock of seeing a kid, for lack of a better word, shocked. Um, And when you're, you know, trying to recover from that, it's this beautiful push in on Laura Dern saying, Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. Boom, Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfection. Yes. Perfection. She's so happy. Right. And <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> You're not thinking about a Velociraptor in no. that scene. And it's the first. And, you know, in the movie, the Velociraptors get talked a big game. Yes. Like, they are talked up the first two acts of the movie. This is the first time you actually see a Velociraptor. Mm. Yeah, and it's a jump scare, mm. and it's a significant portion of a raptor as well. 
It's right. it's not something where it's even though it's slightly hidden, we're, we're 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 not like not buying it at all. Especially her run out. First of all, I would just like to say her stunt double, the, her run to the shed <laughs> is funny to me because of that wig. Whoever that is, you can tell that was place her. Of her cracks me up. But it just still doesn't take away from the movie. It's still tense. Yeah. When Muldoon is like going ahead yeah. and I was like, you are a fool. If you don't run with her, well, mm-hmm. actually they probably would have chased him down if he ran with her. I think he I think he sacrificed himself. I think he realized he was playing a game of chess. I think he thought he was going to win. But at the same time, I do think he was sacrificing himself in the moment. He's like, okay, I'm gonna take on these guys. And let her go ahead and complete the mission. But yeah, he he got outsmarted by a clever girl. Yeah. Yeah, tore his ass up. Mm, And that's a scary part, too. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just see the Velociraptor, the other one, still sitting here looking like playing as bait. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then the snake comes over. And you just... Every every time I watch that, every time I watch that, I just imagine, like, the snake, like, I don't know why, but my brain just goes, I'm a snake every time (laughs) I see that shot. (laughs) It's so cool. There's no reason for that snake to be there other than Spielberg was like, you know what would make this shot even, this shot of a velociraptor even cooler? A snake. A snake, yeah. Why not? Solidarity. Exactly. Amongst Amongst the reptiles. Even though dinosaurs aren't reptiles. Right. Don't even get me started. I apparently was not paying attention in school because I tell you the difference between some of these animals. Um, Okay, any off chance that any of you have not watched Jurassic Park, I seriously doubt it. But just in case you haven't, or you're really young and you haven't seen it, it's simply about some scientists are visiting, let's just call it an amusement park full of dinosaurs that are genetically engineered and they are trapped on an island because a greedy fucking employee decides that he is going to take some embryos or viable embryos of the 15 species and I guess sell it to the uh, um, a competitor. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially the plot. And Hammonds, which is the owner of the park, he needs to have... I would say experts vouch for him in the park, basically saying, this is a safe place. Um, you can absolutely invest in, <laughs> invest in us and nothing will happen. And that's where we get the scientists coming in who love the scientists in the movie. I think they all did a great job. Yes. Let me, uh, so they clearly didn't know what they were getting themselves into, though, right? Because when they first, when um, Hammond like, showed up at the, the site or whatever and... Like, he was explaining things to them, but he didn't say that you're going to be seeing some dinosaurs, necessarily. So, when they got there and they seen all that shit, they were just like, they couldn't believe it. Well, would you have gone? Well, would they have gone? First of all, they probably obviously don't believe that. If he did tell them the truth. And he said he would pay them, so. They would not believe it. Giving them money. (laughs) Yeah, they would have gone regardless, yeah. just for the check. But then they're like, "Oh, I guess it's like maybe some sort of animatronic or just like a high." Mm-hmm. Not, I'm sure, because how would you believe something like that exists? Um, something I gotta say is, I'm not saying 
uh, I'm not saying Nedry's right. Nedry being the disgruntled employee. Um, I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's not greedy. All I'm saying is Hammond, the whole movie, talks a big game, talking about sparing no expense. Well, you're not fucking paying your employees what they think they're worth, or else this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that at all. And there's um, there's a, this, like, you know, you know when you love a movie, like, weird, obscure lines are just ingrained into your memory? One of mine is when um, the people are getting out of the Ford Explorers for uh, to go see the Six Child Ceratops, and um, Muldoon's we're back in the control room, and everyone's freaking out because they're just leaving the vehicles, and Muldoon just angrily says, "I told you how many times we needed locking <laughs> mechanisms yeah. on the vehicle doors." Right. <laughs> Apparently there was there were expenses spared. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. I <laughs> first of all, I guess his thought process is who's actually gonna hop out of this shit. But you know right. what? I've been to what would you call these? It's not a safari, it was in fucking Oregon. But they have like animals roaming around and you're driving through with your car and these animals. Obviously not like gorillas and shit. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> but like, yeah, animals, animals, wild animals, yeah. wild animals. Like, uh, I'm an idiot. Okay, and <laughs> um, but it's still like you could technically open your door and be destroyed by an animal <laughs> if you do it. Yeah, because who would think you would get out? But at some point, somebody would do it. Right, because it's, it's just like, hey. It's just one of those human things where it's like, hey, don't move in front of the T-Rex. Some guy's going to be like, fuck you. I'm going to move in front of the T-Rex. You know there's going to be an idiot doing that. Honestly, I can't say I wouldn't be that person. Because in my head, I'd be thinking, how the fuck do you know it can't see us? Because I feel like it's staring right at us. I swear it's staring at us. So how do you know? Right. Let me say, so in Philadelphia Zoo here, like, they... This was years ago they built this, but when you go in there now, they had these tubes going around the zoo so the tigers can walk literally around the zoo with you as you're walking. Oh, this that's is pretty horrifying. Cool. It is. So you're literally going to be sitting there having lunch and inside like the tube, you can just see the tiger just looking at you, chilling while you're eating your lunch. It's literally oh, like that throughout the whole entire zoo. It's pretty cool, but it's also scary because like what if something happened and it just burst through and... You got a, a tiger or a lion out in the fucking zoo just fucking people up. <laughs> I have a theory. I think those animals in zoos are making us think they can't get out of their entrapment, <laughs> but they actually can. I, some of those little moats or dips that they have, I'm like, that's not big enough if they really wanted to come out here and get somebody. At the um, at the Detroit Zoo, which is I'm Detroit area, so the zoo closest to me. They have like peacocks that roam around, and I'm always same. Like, same. What if a peacock wants to like steal my ice cream? Who's gonna stop it? Not I me. seen it. All right, so I used to work at the Philadelphia Zoo, and you seen my, it? Yes. On my break, literally, they don't want you feeding the peacocks because if you feed them, they'll go and try to keep coming after. So a little girl, literally, I was eating my sandwich out. 
and the little girl was like feet in this peacock. And it literally was chasing her, following her and chasing her throughout the zoo. She was like, mommy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I was trying my best not to laugh, but it's like somebody going to help her. It was so hilarious. And I was just like, wow, I see why they say don't feed them because that's what they're going to do. And I just don't know why zoos let the peacocks roam like that. I mean, they know more than me about animals, so I trust it. But at the same time, like, peacocks got some large uh, talons. Like, they can fuck you up. And I know there are idiots that go to the zoo who will probably want to get in a in like a pissing match with a peacock. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to taunt the bird. I just know there are assholes out there. Um, yeah. There's so many people jumping into like the polar bear exhibit. Yeah. Jumping in with the tiger. I'm assuming they have a death wish, but you have people just jumping up in there and then expecting nothing to happen to them. There's this TikTok that I'll see every once in a while because it makes me laugh so hard. But, these two gorillas start fighting at a zoo and everyone's freaking out, which that's fair. That is a fair reaction. And so you can just hear someone in the background yell, someone get the zookeeper. And then it's stitched with someone dressed like a zookeeper being like, what the fuck you want me to do about it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the gorillas gonna like, fuck you up too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no one's going to be over there like, hey, guys, break it up. Right. Like, not, that's not happening. Have you seen Congo? I'm just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Just saying. Add that to the list. That's, that's another Michael Crichton uh, book to movie. Michael Crichton oh. also being the author of Jurassic Park. Um, and Westworld. Knowledge. I didn't know. Oh, that. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a lot of similarities between Westworld and Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess so, Bobby, you mentioned them not understanding what they were signing up for. So, the Brachiosaurus scene is, I think, the first time we really get to see a dinosaur in all of its splendor. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I use that word correctly. And, um, <laughs> It's an amazing scene, especially as a kid, seeing that on the big screen. Like, you just don't see that often. It was beautiful. So you could see their amazement at it. And then, of course, they want to know, how the fuck did you do do this? Who wouldn't want to know? Especially people in their profession. Right. And then we find out how this came about. Mm -hmm. Bobby, do you want to tell them what these... I don't want to call them morons, but... um, Scientists, these ambitious individuals, (laughs) what these people decided to do. Um, After they pretty much had their little tour and they decided to push the little retract, the little thing that was keeping them seated up, and they decided to look at the eggs and stuff. Um, Well, first of all, I love that scene. Like, I love that scene. They were going against, you know, uh, Dr. Heyman because they're supposed to stay seated. Excuse me. They were supposed to stay seated. It was supposed to be like a little tour thing. Um, and they decided to see this uh, beautiful baby raptor be born outside of the egg, which was pretty cool to me. And guys, I actually had a little egg with a raptor inside of it. And the little shell comes off and it just sits in there. I'll send y'all a picture later. It was pretty cool. And it used to sit right <laughs> on my, um, like on top of my uh, bed dresser thingy. It was pretty dope. 
Uh, I told you, I used to love this movie. Uh, still do. Uh, so yeah, there's that. There, you know what? These uh, these scientists are just very. Uh, they just do whatever they want. Oh. They go, ah! Austin has it. <laughs> yes, it's definitely it's similar to that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, they done stole Velociraptor eggs. <laughs> Me and Austin, we are raptors. I'm telling you. Yeah, um, <laughs> best friends. <laughs> but they just go against the grain all the time. Like first, they just push the little things up to see this, um, you know, happen with the raptor being born, and they ask questions. And then even when they're in the little, uh, the little cars, they decide to get out the cars and stuff. It's just like. Do not get out of them. Like, what are you doing? They're just going against everything. So it's just, they were pissing me off at the same time. I get it. They're excited. You know, I will probably do the same thing as far as not getting out the car, but I will probably get out that little thing to see the little raptor be born. But I wouldn't get out the car in that one. <laughs> well, in all fairness, Sam Neill, uh, Dr. Alan Grant, he's the dinosaur man. If anyone can just walk around that park, it's him. So if he's leading the way, I'm following. But I think it's fun because much later in the movie, um, when the T-Rex breaks out, which is one of the greatest horror scenes in um, any movie, I think. um, Dr. Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, who we haven't mentioned yet, because that's how good this movie is. We can go a whole ass hour without mentioning Jeff fucking Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, yeah, Dr. Mal- like Dr. Malcolm doesn't listen to Dr. Grant and looks what happens. He gets like thrown through a porta potty or not a porta potty, a latrine. He's fucked up for the rest of the movie like. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he did. He, you can't tell by the way he's just lying in that room with his shirt open, just staring at us through <laughs> looking the sexy. Screen. They even make that into a pop figure. Like that little that scene of him just like this is a pop figure. Austin, don't tell me you have it. Austin, no, you don't. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> no, he has Doctor Malcolm. Listeners, he has it. <laughs> I won it. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, for the longest time, I didn't even realize Dr. (laughs) Sattler was not a paleontologist. She's a paleobotanist. Mm. I did not realize that. Oh, I picked up on that much later in my Jurassic Park watching career as well. Because that's not something that you pick up on in a first watch, especially when you're like five. (laughs) <laughs> it's like okay she works with dinosaurs or fossils as well and she knows about plants okay right and like it's not until you're older where you kind of appreciate the difference i don't think and right what and appreciate that dr sadler is a feminist icon queen i think she's awesome because um She's smart, she's resourceful, and she's the only woman in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Final girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I guess Lex is the How other true. one, but because she's a uh-huh. literal child, my brain just kind of ignores the children. Same. Even though she saves a day, because <laughs> it's a unique system. She knows this. <laughs> 
I was watching that scene thinking, who the fuck, especially a kid, how the fuck do you know this? One of my... Okay, so Jurassic Park gets a lot of love for aging so well. And it does. The special effects are legendary. And they still hold up over 30 years later. Or exactly 30 years this year. Came out in 93. Um, It's 2023. There's this moment when they're getting to the Ford Explorers. And it ages the movie so bad for me. (laughs) Where they're getting in and Lex... Lex just goes, oh, it's an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> God, do you remember CD-ROMs? Wow. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> there is a whole ass generation being like, what the hell is the ROM? Right. And there's a whole ass younger generation being like, what the hell is a CD? The CD, right. <laughs> it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So, in order to get these dinosaurs genetically engineered, they needed to use the DNA of a dinosaur that was extracted from a mosquito from way back in the day, which was then trapped in a tree sap, which they call amber. So, they extract the DNA from the mosquito. Now they have dinosaur DNA. However, it is slightly fractured since it's all old. So they decide to use amphibian DNA and fill in the holes. And now they have created dinosaurs. Female DNA, mind you. Female amphibian DNA to fill in those holes. But as we find out, as Dr. Malcolm said, life is going to find a fucking way. He was asking all the right questions. He was asking all the right questions. He was just like, oh, so the females are like mating, like, you know, breeding each other. And just like, no. Um, who is played by what's his name? Uh, B. D. Wong, who we oh, love. Oh yeah, yes, B. D. We, Wong. Lo- we love B. D. Wong. Um, and he was asking the questions like, all right, so they're like you said, Mike, they're going to find a way. They're going to make things happen. And behold, like future Jurassic Park movies, they must have found a way. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jurassic Park is a movie 30 years ago, and it has trans dinosaurs. So, like, mm. anyone out here, like, like, respect our trans homies. That's all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Period. 100%. Without any question. Jurassic Park is feminist. Jurassic Park is a trans ally. Just like horror. And Jurassic Park's anti-capitalist. So, if you guys yes. want to, if you guys want to go and just, I don't know, complain about how movies are woke nowadays then you got to come after the king. You have to come after Jurassic Park. Because by your definition, that's a woke movie. Uh-huh. I don't know who I'm yelling at right now. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so factual. I cannot stand that. Oh, it's a woke movie. Now we have woke Please movies. retire that fuck are word. You retire it. I'm so tired of hearing it. <laughs> Me God. too. Jeez. I don't know what just came over me right now, but like <laughs> we were just talking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I have something to say. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Release it into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a question though, because this the scene where we find out how the dinosaurs came about. I, I guess that would be considered an ethical issue. Do you think it is right to bring back animals, creatures, whatever you want to call them? that have already become extinct. 
like nature already had its way. Do you think it's okay to bring them back, especially for profit? But even if we take the profit out of it, because Hammond in the movie said, this isn't about money. I want everybody to come to this park and experience it. Well, and then the lawyer went on to say, we can have like a coupon day. And mm-hmm. Hammond like oh, just sure. laughs at that. <laughs> I did not remember that as a kid. I wanted to slap the hell out of him when he said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, like, as you see in the later movies, like, fuck around and find out. And that's what they did. Yeah. Like, no. Like, leave these dinosaurs alone. We don't need to keep bringing them back. We don't need to do bring... Just, no. Mm-mm. And then when you go to Jurassic World, you see, oh, well, we're reinventing the whole entire, you know, place. is Jurassic World now. Um, and then they do the whole hybrid thing. And it's just like, when are y'all going to learn? Just stop. Right. It's, it's a... Because I don't think it's right. But I would go. <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, and I would be guilty of it as well. Like, I'm not, like, I'm human, you know. We all are human. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I think it, I think it's a very nuanced discussion. on Because I don't think there's a black and white answer to it. Because there are societal benefits to bringing back a creature like a dinosaur. We can learn from how they operate from maybe they, they can help us with medicine, stuff like that. But at the same time, capitalism, I think the movie's trying to say capitalism will just exploit the beauty of which you discovered. And Instead of using these dinosaurs for research or for the benefit of mankind, Dr. Malcolm's right. You slap it on a lunchbox and you make a bunch of toys and then you charge fucking coupon day. And then to credit of Jurassic World, I think it accurately predicts that people, myself included, will pay top dollar uh, to go... Listen, man, I work all day. If I want to spend my money and have a like and go to <laughs> Jurassic Park or or like let's let's say I'm not really thrilled with some of the Marvel movies that came out recently. I think they're kind of copy and paste. And you could argue they've always been that way. That's fine, but I always liked them. I agree. Um, but I just haven't been feeling them lately. I still gone to every I don't watch all the shows, but I still gone to every movie because I know I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the Marvel characters. So you you see what I mean? I mean, right. I don't think the stakes yeah. are as high in this regard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I definitely agree. I think and not to go down the rabbit hole of the zoos again, but I mean, it's similar, except minus the bringing them back from Extinction Park. But I mean, we have zoos with animals that should probably be in the wild, but we capture them, use them for profit, have entire zoos. I don't know how many fucking zoos we have, but there's many. I think the... Sorry. hmm? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the difference is there are a lot of zoos, which now at least they create really good habitats and they help breed endangered animals and help teach kids about these animals. 
So there's a lot of good that comes from zoos. I think it's more balanced than what Jurassic Park would do. Because Jurassic Park, you're not saving animals. You are bringing them back for the sole purpose of profit. Whereas a zoo, whereas a zoo, they have, it's not just the sole purpose of profit. There is a purpose of conservation. Because say what you will ab- about the people in charge, but you know most of those zookeepers are doing that for the love of the ant and like the vet vet veterinarians and you know the people like the people actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a good example is Disney. Like, if you want to go to Disney World, like you're giving your money to the evil empire, right? <laughs> like a lot of things that's wrong with the entertainment industry is because of disney just strong arming other companies you know and like do it any everything disney does is for profit that Mm -hmm. being said if i had the money i would spend all of it at fucking Star Wars land. I would get a lightsaber. <laughs> I would hang out with Boba Fett, get drunk at the Moise Eisley Cantina. Like, I would do uh, ride, drive the, uh, fly the Millennium Falcon. Like, I would do all of that. Mm. <laughs> like, if I won the lotto, yeah. that's the first place I'm going. So, I think it's a nuanced discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I would spend all that money, and all that money is going to a company that don't want to pay writers. <laughs> like. Mm. Support the strike. <laughs> support the strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, but I, 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 I do think there's a lot of different aspects. I think it's worthy of a conversation. I don't think it's as like a black and white issue. I think I, mm, when I'm watching movies, really quickly like deep blue sea i'm like you fucking morons but they also are giving like reasons why they're doing this like it may be a crazy idea and it may put us in danger but there's a medical benefit potentially if we do this so i think if they maybe introduce that into this it would also i don't give a fuck because i still like the movie but (laughs) (laughs) but maybe if they did it wouldn't seem as the seem as uh unethical to do this well, mm. you know, um, there's a really interesting quote from the author, Michael Crichton, because he, um, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, but basically, he, when he had the idea for Jurassic Park, it wasn't initially a theme park. He just had the idea of bringing back dinosaurs back to life, and he knew that would cost a lot of money. Like, I don't think I'd be able to pay for that, like myself personally. Like, that's a lot of money. So he had to think, what what can raise that kind of money? And, you know, it wouldn't be for science. <laughs> wouldn't be for defense. Like, the only thing that would pay, excuse me, the only thing he, in his mind, and I agree with this, that would pay for that kind of research is entertainment a billionaire with an ego. I mean, I'm not trying to put this in any certain person's ear. 
I'm just saying if I were to waste 44 billion, I wouldn't waste it on a social media site where half of the people hate me already. I would waste <laughs> it by funding Jurassic Park. That's the way you do that, it, people. Actually, That's the way you do it. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, like it's it's his money. I, you know, I'm still using set like that social media platform so i'm a hypocrite you know like I, i'll throw shade but i'm also part of the problem like you know it, most of us are most of us are hypocrites i because i i would be right there along with you if i had the money <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely so i get it um let's see let, first of all i feel like we haven't delved too deep into there's some scenes like feeding scenes for example we get to see, well, not really see that poor bull. what the raptors can do yet, mm. but we get a feeding scene. Bobby, are you stressed thinking about this? Not on Taurus <laughs> season. It's on Taurus season. Well, I got, a, I got a story that might make you feel better or make you feel worse. I don't know. Uh, oh, God. I'll tell it anyways. YOLO. Um, <laughs> when I was three, this was the first time I've ever watched a movie. I do not remember this because I was fucking three, but apparently the story goes... I found the VHS of Jurassic Park in my three-year-old toddler brain was probably like, dinosaur, this for me. And I took the VHS and I kind of figured out how to use it. And I put it in myself just, and I started watching Jurassic Park. My grandma was watching me. My mom gets home from work and I'm like 20 minutes into the movie or something like that. And my mom low key freaks out at my grandma. She's like, why is he watching this movie? He's not like potty trained yet. And my grandma apparently was like, well, he put it in himself. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like he figured it out. I, you want me to discourage like intuition? And mom's like, no, well, it's still early. So I'll watch it with him, make sure he's okay. And uh, apparently when the bull's being lowered into the raptor pen, my fucked up three-year-old ass was like, Bye-bye, cow. <gasps> <laughs> and you were correct. So See, it was educational. It was educational. Up. And you know what? It's This movie defined my life. I never did get potty trained, so I still have that problem. But you know what? <laughs> Other than that, I'm normally adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> There was also no saving you from the movie. You literally already saw the beginning yeah. when a raptor kills someone. So it's like, well, you might as well watch the rest of it now. Yeah. Right. True. And even right. though you didn't see nothing in that scene, you just applied how they applied it. It was just, that scene was scary. Shooter! 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 <laughs> and then it has like the most 90s uh, dissolve. Oh, yeah. The hand is going like. Yeah. And then it's like the lawyer on the raft. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that poor bull. I mean, they were fucking that yeah. thing up, and I was like, it was just minding his business, probably, and they just gave it to the Raptors for lunch. Hmm. And it's making these most horrible sounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, Again, horror. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we they're on the tour. 
um, with these automated cars. And they get to the T-Rex pen, and they're giving it a goat, which I'm like, you give the Velociraptors a full a whole beer. beer. Well, <laughs> I'll drink to the Velociraptors. Freudian slip. <laughs> They give him a whole bowl. But they give the T-Rex this tiny the little logo. goat. Another animal that was minding his business. He looks so lost. And I was like, aww. Okay, but at one, when they first try <laughs> and tempt the Rex, the Rex isn't coming. And the goat, um, the goat uh, just lays down in the T-Rex pit. And every time I watch this, I'm like, you the, you the real goat. Because you, <laughs> you just have the cojones to just lay he down doesn't and know. chill. He doesn't know what he's getting himself into. <laughs> does he not know or does he not care? I don't it to my to me it's similar to like when a mouse is in a snake's little yeah. habitat. Mm. Right. And they try. Well, I guess the goat didn't really try. But the goat, no, the was goat tied didn't. up too. Yeah, but the goat just laid down. Yeah, he was just, like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. yeah. I love that part because um, Lex freaks out. She's like, he's gonna eat the goat? And Tim's like, excellent. And the lawyer's like, what, kid? You never, uh, uh, the lawyer's name is Donald Gennaro, by the way. I don't want anyone thinking I'm a fake fan. I know these characters' names. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but Gen- Gennaro, uh, he goes, what, kid? You never had lamb chops? And Lex is like, I happen to be a vegetarian. And, <laughs> Not, and Ugh. I'm and I'm just like, yes, queen. And now I just if this movie came out today, someone's like, teenage girl is vegetarian in Jurassic Park. Woke. Universal exactly. going down. Right. It would be exactly that. <laughs> but I will say lamb chops delicious. Yeah. Yeah. What could we Nedry? Let's get mm. fucking Nedry. He's trying the point. He's He's trash. I mean, trash. disgruntled, but not paid enough. And like we are, he's he's holding down to break what the fucking security system of the whole place. Yeah. Oh, he's he's like the uh, the um, IT. He's the security. Like he he's the only one who knows computers. I guess. Well, no, Sam Jackson, uh, Ray Ray Arnold. Yeah. Uh, yes. Knows. <laughs> Hour thirty. What it means that we just finding missions, right? <laughs> but uh, can we talk about Wayne Knight for a second? How he was yes. an icon of the nineties. Mm. Newman and Seinfeld, a Nedry in Jurassic Park. He, um, I don't remember his character's name in Space Jam, but he's in Space Jam. How more nineties can you get? Right. But every time I seen him, he got on my nerves because of this movie. Because he was so trash in this movie. So every time he was in another movie, I just rolled my eyes because he was horrible. It kind of reminded me of the actor who plays uh, Burke in uh, Aliens, uh, the second mm. Alien movie. Every time mm-hmm. I see him, he's trash to me. Oh. When he was in the new Stranger <laughs> Things, I was I like, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> Slimy <You're> ass. Right. <laughs> oh, why'd you bring him up? Oh, my God. I love that casting in Stranger Things, though, because because I think that's the fun reveal. It's like, oh, he's actually not a dick. <laughs> I still didn't trust him. And then when he, I thought he was about to do some dickish things in the latest season, and I was just like, all right, hold on. We're getting there now. It wasn't quite that, but still, like, I still didn't trust him. You still don't trust him. <laughs> he did his job. He did his job. No, but I do like that. Um that 
playful casting, though. I like when there's kind of like a meta casting. Like Stranger Things also did it with, spoiler alert, if you didn't watch the last season of Stranger Things, uh, uh, Robert England is in Stranger Things the last season. Yep. And Vecna's basically um, discount Freddy Krueger. Yep. I love Vecna, by the way. I don't mean that as a slight. I just couldn't think of another way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's accurate. Yeah. He he gives Freddy Krueger the voice, the very nonchalantness about, I'm about to kill you, bitch, but yep. I'm still yeah. <laughs> have my fun with you first. <laughs> yeah, he plays mind games, and he like goes after what you're afraid of. Like, I love castings like that. And, um... I don't know if there's really any meta castings in Jurassic Park. Nah, I don't. I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, nor can I. I th- I, I just think Steven Spielberg picked uh, who is going to be the best. Um, yeah. In his opinion, I, th- I mean, I think it's funny that certain characters end up in similar situations <laughs> in later movies. That's yeah. always funny to me. <laughs> it's kind of like, fuck, how did I get back here? <laughs> how right. am I back here? But yeah, Nedry taking those embryos, though, like, was like pissing me off. And then when that whole scene happens with him and a dog. One point, what, two, five million? How much money was they were they offering that man? But still. Bobby, come on. Like, man. he was so sloppy. <laughs> but he was sloppy with it, though. Like, he was so sloppy with the whole entire thing. Like. I mean, the weather was not on his side. Then. No. It was. He was rushing. My dumbass, when I was young, I thought he was controlling the rain and the thunderstorm. <laughs> when I was young, I, like, I thought he was doing something. <laughs> he was making it happen. And I'm like, oh, he's doing that. <laughs> well, the the storm is why he's rushing. <laughs> right. Because yes. he's like, oh, I have a 21-minute window. And the hurricane's like, no, you don't. Right. The guy calls him. He's like, you got 15 minutes to get your ass down here before I leave. Say so he's rushing in the truck. Well. Actually, the scenes are up here right now. Poor Nedry. Ain't no poor Nedry. And he was throwing shade at the dinosaur. Tomorrow. No wonder you're extinct. Stupid. I was just like, that's why you got no. Tara spat in your face. You don't ever talk shit to animals. <laughs> and guess that's why he didn't want. You think you're a little better than them? I don't. They nope. do something. I, nope. Because oh. this is exactly why. If a dog walks into a fucking glass door i laugh and guess okay. what and you would get you <laughs> but people can do that as well so i laugh when people do it yeah i laugh when i do it I, i've done it <laughs> told you i ran right into a pole so i mean <laughs> oh my god okay so nedry basically gets the car almost runs the shit off of this cliff <laughs> to a lower level in the park and as he's trying to get it off so he can get out of there and get his money, because uh, this is important now, we're talking about a lot of money, he can retire with this money, he sees the Dilophosaurus. Now, this apparently is smaller than it actually was, or like a full-grown one would be much bigger than it looks in this, because it kind of um, looks cute. This one, Steven Spielberg changed up a lot. At the time, Jurassic Park was very scientifically accurate. Now it's not scientifically accurate at all, but that's because science has changed so much in 30 years. But at the mm-hmm. time, at the time, Jurassic Park was like 95% accurate. 
scientifically accurate, and the 5% was the Dilophosaurus, Steven Spielberg straight up said, I just wanted to create a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a lasting one, too. This is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Granted, it looks cute, but it has sharp teeth, so he should know better. I was was thinking (laughs) a good... Ah! (laughs) Austin just pulling it all out tonight. (laughs) He has a Dilophosaurus. (laughs) No, it was so cute, though, making a little noise. You know, I was just like, aw. But then... Now, yeah. So the Dilophosaurus spits its black... Oh, I see its eyeballs. Oh, I can't even look at this fucking thing. Um... (laughs) His tar juices. I'm like thinking of being in this situation. <laughs> it spits. I'm sorry. Its... <laughs> what the? <laughs> so it spits at him, right? And he's like, what the fuck is this on me? Natural thing. He's like, I guess, touching it. Mind you, when he's climbing up this fucking hill, the creature's a little further back. As soon as he turns around, this bitch is in it's his right face. In his face and does yeah. this little. We mentioned peacocks earlier. I swear they're descendants of this thing, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't. It wasn't real the way this sh- it's showing in here. Um, he turns around. It spits in his eyes. I love his his screaming. Is is amazing. By the way, it it's is. so like I could know his scream. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't recreate it, but it's playing in my head right now. Same. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> I think it, it's up there with like um, Samara Weaving screams and Ready or Not. <laughs> it is similar to that. It is. Yeah. Because there's like a little vibrato in it. It is. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what's so great about it too is this little scale thingies or whatever shaking along <laughs> with it. I don't know. Just a little fan or oh, something. Oh, the frill? Yeah. Like it's the just like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, some other iconic screams. I always love Robert Shaw's scream as Quint in Jaws when he's getting eaten by. I think he has amazing Ugh. screams. Um, I think that's that scene alone makes it a horror movie. <laughs> so the Nedry death in the movie actually is amazing. This bitch plotted, okay, <laughs> spit in his face. Basically blinded him, and then hopped her ass in the fucking truck. How did she get in the car? Waited for him to get inside, and then decided to devour him. And then you just, ugh, just hearing the noise coming from the, yeah. the truck, seeing it shake. It's just it's his scream. One thing I will just, say, owning this like on Blu-ray, you actually like it's so much clearer that you actually see him fighting the dinosaur. Like you see it on him, and you see him like hold, trying to hold it back. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I never mm. noticed that part yeah. before. It's pretty cool. Uh, you asked how did it get into the car? Yeah, I mean, unless he was blinded and he just hopped in there and then just... Because <laughs> he couldn't go on the Wait, other side because you... the back door was shut. So unless he hopped in the other side and then shut the back door behind him, like, well, the passenger door. I mean, he did fall at one point. True. So he probably yeah. just... Hopped in there and just sat there. And then when he got in the car, <laughs> still funny, <laughs> decided to do that instead of trying to eat him right, right then and there. Right. <laughs> I'm going for, I'm going to wait till I get you in an enclosed area and then I'm going to fuck you up. So you can't escape. I got a reason. And people who are listening, 
will not know this at all because it's from a Patreon episode you and I recorded, Bobby, that hasn't even aired yet at the time of this recording. But the reason is because Evil Dead. Because <laughs> Evil Dead. It doesn't make any sense because Evil Dead. Because um, Evil Dead, yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense because Evil but Dead. But it's movie magic, even if it doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. Even if it, yep. If I can't explain it, I just say it's Evil Dead now because Evil Dead. This could be like a kid movie because Evil Dead. Cause Evil <laughs> what? Dead, yeah. It's the Barbie movie because Evil Dead. <laughs> so I wanted to quickly go into the death in the book of Nedry because it's way, first of all, the book is way more like violent and grotesque than the movie ever would be. So it would be like rated R if they actually tried to be faithful to the book. Yeah, some of the stuff that I've seen that you wrote, I'm just like, this is more violent. Like, oh my gosh. He is hearing the noises of an animal nearby him, right? It's sounding big. So he's obviously making his way back towards the car. But by the time he gets there, there's already a tall figure staring at him about 40 feet away. Like 10 feet tall, yellow, dark spot. And we're thinking maybe, okay, the headlights are keeping it at bay for now. It does spit in the book as well. Spits at his chest and then spits in his eyes. And then he opens his eyes and he's blinded. Falling to the floor, floor, excruciating pain. He can't see anything, obviously, because he's blind. But it, what makes it scary while listening to this is he's blind on the floor, but he can feel the earth moving below him. He can hear the noises of the creature getting closer, even though he can't see. It's just so fucked up. The thought of like this impending doom and you can't defend yourself. You can't do anything about it. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And then he feels the breath. Of the creature, yeah. the dinosaur. <laughs> like, just to close your eyes and just imagine that. Mm-mm. It's right near your fucking face. Nope. So, he backs up to the car, but then he feels a sharp pain near his stomach. He reaches down, and he feels this warm, wet mass, and he realizes his intestines or what's in his hand. And the creature has swatted at his stomach. Dr. Grant said it best. He said, spilling your intestines. And that's what happened. Spilling. Yep. He then feels another pain from both sides of his head. <laughs> After falling to the... I'm sorry, I fucked that up. Fuck. <laughs> he falls to the floor. <laughs> he falls to the floor after he holds the intestines and his head lands on something cold and scaly. It is the foot of the Dilophosaurus. Then he feels the pain on both sides of his head. As he's being lifted up (laughs) off of the ground, and at this point, he's, what can you do in this situation? You're just waiting for the end to come. He just, he knows he's dinner, and he can't do anything about it. It is like, that to me is way scarier than the movie, but the movie is amazing in its own right. It is. Go go read the book, y'all. Yeah, go read, I will go say that book. is very scary because, and all right. So just the thought of being blinded by you know tar juices, yeah, and then like, 
<laughs> and then like you don't know what it is. Like you you see it from a distance, but you're like not sure. And that's the last thing you see. And then you hear, like you said, Mike, you just hear it breathing, like right next to you. Wait, that's not I'm like, yeah, I'm about to say that's not like somebody's in <laughs> ecstasy. Um <laughs> That's not like somebody was getting something. But um <laughs> but just maybe just say it's like uh uh growling or something, you know, like it does that, you know, like a, a raptor or something would do next to your ear. Imagine just hearing that you can't see it and then just feeling a sharp pain like this, and then you're lifted into the ear. Nope. Nah. When I was in AP English, my senior year of high school, um I uh we had to do this thing where, like, you got to once a week, I think on Fridays, you had to pick a passage from your favorite book. So my favorite book was Jurassic Park because um, I'm a very predictable human being. And I picked the scene where, spoiler alert, Dr. Henry Wu gets disemboweled by the Velociraptors. He lives in the movie, but he dies in the book. And I picked to read that scene and I was not picked to read again. (laughs) Austin, you was a dark kid. You was excited (laughs) with the bull going into the little raptor pit and now you're (laughs) just the disembowelment of this character. Sure. I forgot where the hell we left off. Uh, Oh, Nedry. Nedry getting eaten. Nedry's dead. He's gone. He's gone. He's dead. Um, security is down. They cannot get it back up because he's that good at his job and pl- clearly should have been paid more because he can keep them out of the fucking system. Nah-uh-uh. You didn't say, say the magic, magic word. word. Nah-uh-uh. <laughs> and I love when, when Reed just goes, please, god damn it. Because <laughs> that shit is annoying. This crap. <laughs> and then his fucking face got to be, he had the nerve to put his face on the little thing. And I'm just like, come on. <laughs> But you're uh, right. Uh, the man, the man was willing to commit corporate corporate espionage, uh, because he was he felt he wasn't compensated fairly. So yes, he was in the wrong because he got a bunch of people killed with his actions, and he was committing corporate espionage with it, which is a crime. But also, I don't know, pay your fucking workers, <laughs> like yeah, true. I mean, really, you offer a million plus to somebody, most people are probably going to (laughs) to do something they probably shouldn't do. And it's like, if you're offering a million plus and he's willing to do it for that, then I don't believe Hammond was paying him fairly at all. Like, he should have already been, for what he was doing, he should have already been making that money. He probably was, but he probably was just greedy and wanted more. And Hammond was just like, no, I'm not giving you... Really? Or, and shit, there's only like six or seven of yeah. us. You better be paying me. That is fair, but like, I, I think they're both in the wrong. I think we're yeah. all assholes. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how uh, when they realize Nedry was missing, Hammond just goes, check the vending machines. And I... <laughs> I, for the longest time, I forgot that he straight up said he was, he was going, going to, to the, the vending machines. machines. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. So every time he says that, I'm just like, damn, we don't need to be going and throwing shade. And I'm like, oh, wait, 
and then I'm like, wait, maybe the problem's with me. <laughs> <laughs> Security systems are down. Now, what what is a scene that really, or I'm sure there's plenty, but what's a scene that really sticks out to you once security systems are down? Like, everything's gone to shit at this point. So, but, because, <laughs> I mean, we haven't mentioned T-Rex scene. We right. haven't mentioned the Velociraptors versus this core four. Um, core four, core four. Yes. <laughs> well, when when shit hits the fan, there's so much, right? And I think there's a lot of acceptable answers. It, it, it's hard not to say the T-Rex breakout scene, though. It's really hard not to say that. But then there's the raptors in the kitchen. Yeah. There were uh, raptors in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> and just like Dr. Sadler alone in the tool shed with the raptor and Ray Arnold's arm, like, falling on her. Oh, yeah. That scene already having that part the best up. jump scare of the movie. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. it. Just the arm just laid there on her. <laughs> and that's kind of... I love how she's like freaking out over it, and then boom, another raptor mm. jump scare. Because <laughs> Steven Spielberg don't let up. And then there's the clever girl scene, which is a really good tension and release scene. And honestly, I love just the ending of the movie. But I, uh, so as soon as a T Rex breaks out until the end credits is like yeah. peak cinema. And honestly, like, the T-Rex breakout scene and all the way up to the opening titles is peak cinema. Like opening titles to end credits, a Jurassic Park is peak cinema. <laughs> no, it is. There's so many things. But I will say the T-Rex, like when he finally, when she finally breaks out, like iconic because there was no music, you know, it was quiet. You just hear the rumbling, you hear the footsteps the fucking goat's leg is thrown on the on top of the car and everybody's freaking out. And then the wires are fucking popping. No, actually you see like the, the, the claws on the thing. And then it just like comes off. Yeah. The wires are popping. Like you're like, what the fuck is actually happening? And then you just see the T-Rex just come up and just, uh, it's just so good. It's, it's so beautiful. Sp- it yeah. literally puts you in their position. Like, yes. What the fuck is going on right now? Yes. What do we, what do we do mm-hmm. in this situation? I'd be looking at Alan like, sir. Right. And these <laughs> kids don't, don't give us some instructions. And these kids didn't know. So they're sitting there freaking out, making noise, fucking Lex with the damn flashlight. I'm like, why are you getting a flashlight, girl? Like, even Grant's like, turn it <laughs> off, turn it off. <laughs> I mean, I could understand the kids not knowing. But why do you need I a mean, flashlight? They didn't expect any of that to happen. Why would you um, shine a flashlight on no T Rex though? Like clearly, I'm sure you could probably see it. There's no I mean, reason that was dumb. You don't oh, need yes. to signal it over. That's you pretty much getting the attention <laughs> for the T Rex. You just say, "Come here, come get me." That's what you're doing. I'm trying to see. I need to see what's going. See, well, here's the thing. I'm not a ten year old girl, uh, and I can't claim to think like one, but. I assume she was very scared and not thinking straight in the moment. Yeah. She's 10 in this? I'm pretty sure. She might be 13. Maybe Tim's 10. Yeah, she could be like preteen. Yeah. Maybe like 12. 12. Okay. But, I mean, if you're under 21, you're all the same age to me. If you're (laughs) under 21, you're 10. Um, I got to say about this scene, scene, Jurassic Park is my most watched movie of all time. Big surprise, right? 
Um, but the T-Rex breakout scene, I believe, is my most watched scene yeah. of my most watched movie. So, like, it's the one I've studied the most. Like, when I was a kid, I would start the movie just at that point. Mm. Uh, especially once I got the, got my uh, grubby little hands on the DVD and I had mm-hmm. the technology to do that. I understand. I do the same thing with Titanic. It literally, when the ship starts sinking, that's when I put it on. Like, sometimes I don't got time to watch the whole movie, but I, I, I got to get my T-Rex fix, you know what I mean? My T-Fix, because I'm trying to get T-Rex'd. Um, see, that's different, though. But with Titanic, <laughs> like, you just literally just seeing the ship go down and people cry and die. Like, that's different uh, than... That's the, that's the, the drama of the movie, okay? <laughs> Let's get past to be saying just, that. And those are both the most iconic film of the 90s. Yeah. They were both the biggest movie of all time at one point. So yes, I love I love Titanic. I'm I'm a Titanic lover here. My heart will go on. So <laughs> that's my song, though. Uh, uh, I love it. Bobby would have left with Billy Zane. Truth be told, yeah. But um, I sure would. <laughs> Another obscure Jurassic Park quote that I I can never get out of my mind is when Lex is understandably fucking traumatized and uh, she's like, she's in shock and she can't think straight. And Dr. Grant's like, yo, I'm going to go get your brother from the fucking tree. And um, I paraphrase that, but Lex is like, he left us. He left left us. us. No, and, I started cracking up because in my head, like when you just mentioned her, I imagine her getting out the car and then she gets up and just screams. <laughs> and just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Dr. Grant, like, stop shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'm like, I get it. I get it. What the fuck? I mean, that is a normal reaction in that situation. Because <sighs> she's not the a dinosaur. Now, now we're all like, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I know not to move in front of a T-Rex. Yeah, because you've fucking seen the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like... Exactly. Yeah. It's like how normal people like, well, I would survive the Evil Dead because I just simply wouldn't read from it. It's like, okay. Because you've seen them. You know what the That's thing factual. Can do. I would not read that bitch. But I get I mean, your point. <laughs> I get your I point. I mean, I wouldn't either because I can't read Latin. Um, but But... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, maybe that wasn't my best example, but I'm just like, a lot of times people, I think it's because movie audiences have seen so many movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they know the tropes and they know, but it's, you have to remember, like in real life, real life's not a movie but movies are trying to be real life. And it's just like suspension of disbelief, my friends. Right. Yeah. It's similar to us now being like, oh yeah, if a zombie is here, I'm shooting it in the head. But when zombies were first presented, it's like, okay, yeah. nope, I don't know how exactly to get rid of this fucking thing. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you can watch all the zombie movies in the world, but if it is zombie apocalypse in real life happened, who can say shooting it in the head would work? Yep. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead. That don't work in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> right. <clears throat> right. So. Yep. 
gotta blow them up and even that don't work because it's just restart the whole fucking <laughs> thing again so but yeah i um and i i'm gonna be a little more lenient on uh, a 12 year old girl <laughs> like yeah. making dumb decisions um uh, especially it's because literally... she, she knows the unix system yeah <laughs> <laughs> she she did her thing. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. This thing, literally, the only thing separating them was a piece of glass, mm-hmm. and it, literally, its teeth was about to devour them. If that was that's what I'm saying. Them. This is this is why I say this is like a good gateway horror for kids because kids are in this movie, right? And they're being attacked yeah. by a dinosaur. And imagine you being a kid in a car with your sibling, and this big ass fucking monster is coming at you, and it's just y'all two in the car. Like I can, and then especially when, like you said, you're holding that piece of glass, and it's like, I don't know, man, I don't know. I would be. I'm amazed they didn't break. Right, quite frankly, but right. <laughs> well, that was an accident. The T Rex wasn't oh. supposed to break through it at all. So oh. when it breaks through that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Wow! And they happened to catch it on film. That makes I it love more that. Crazy. Yes. Oh <laughs> That is and so if cool. you watch it, if you watch it really closely, you can see one of the teeth break off of the animatronic. Oh shit! <laughs> well, I'm sure that really scared the shit out of him. Then, if it wasn't supposed to, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold the yeah. fuck up! What's happening? What's happening? I'll be freaking out too. <laughs> right. So I'm sure that was like a real reaction when they were screaming like that. Oh like, yeah, because. Yeah. Because, okay, guys, spoiler alert, the T-Rex isn't real. It's an animatronic. But that's fucking hydraulics and shit. Mm -hmm. That could still kill you Yeah, if the puppeteers do something wrong. Like, clearly, because that's like tons of machinery. It's it's scary. (laughs) That is scary. Yeah. Mm. I would love to be on set... And see this though, like I would love to be in a movie and just experience all of this, just to see like how they handle, you know, the animatronic and playing. Because again, with CGI, all you're doing is following, like you're, you're pretending something is there, or you're following a tennis ball, or you're watching a crazy man in a green suit and pretending that's a scary monster. But with this, even though they know it's fake, it's still in your face. That's a fake T-Rex head, but it's an animatronic. I can play off of that. I can be scared of that. I'm not going to be scared of some fucking green tennis ball. Like, so I would love to like do something like this. It would be so cool. That might make Um, the job harder, actually. I I think the best, the best special effects films are the ones that utilize both practical and CGI. CGI, And Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer Star Wars mm. films, I think those all do that do it really, really well. A Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy, like Doc Ock's arms are real in a lot of shots. What I found out recently um, with Evil Dead 2013 is when when Mia was in the woods and the vine was going up her leg, like that was a mix between like her actual leg and CGI. Like they actually used that, but they took that and just like moved it to her leg to make it seem like it was really going up there when it really wasn't. And I'm just like, that is so dope because most of that is a combination between um, practical effects. Like you said, CGI, and they just kind of just combine the two together to give it that real effect rather than the whole thing looking like a computer generated thing. And it's like, 
between the three of us, we've easily seen thousands of movies. And we, we, including, and I, I'm assuming everyone listening to this, we can all tell when something's practical. We can mm-hmm. all tell when something's mm-hmm. CGI. But correct me if I'm wrong, it's really fucking hard to see the seams of where CGI begins and practical start or ends if you're using them together very well. Right. Like you can use both of them in harmony. And that's what makes really, really exciting filmmaking. Like if we're talking about Jurassic Park, I know when they're using a CGI dinosaur and Mm -hmm. I know when they're using a practical dinosaur, but that's because it's a 30 year old movie that I've seen hundreds of times, Mm. but you make a movie now, it's much harder for me to see where the details are. You know, Um, there's this great shot in the T-Rex breakout scene where the practical T-Rex is bumping the car that Grant and Malcolm are in. And then the camera pans up and the CGI T-Rex walks towards the car with the kids in it. Oh, yeah. And that's a real, it's all done in the same shot. No Mm -hmm. cut. And I'm just like, where are the seams? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why this movie still holds up with effects because it just it doesn't look bad at all. Like that, like you, what yeah. you just mentioned, that transition right there, perfect. Okay, all right. So the raptor scene is here. Okay. Yes. First yes. of all, the, the fact. Okay, the silhouette of the raptor as Tim is enjoying his little gelatin or whatever food he's eating, and then Lex's gelatin is the shaking. shaking. So that's yes. what it is. That's iconic. It is. At least she didn't scream in that moment. She, she wanted like, to, I, though. I my last she thing. wanted to. Oh, yeah. You could tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how much do we have to deal with? <laughs> we just escaped. Right. These, fuck- These kids had it the now worst. we have other ones chasing. Because, again, I don't think they've seen them until now. So Right. Only, only Dr. Sadler has. Yes. And so and now. And Muldoon, <laughs> but he's dead, so. He's gone. And, you know, uh, Laura Dern is like, run, run, as Alan's like, just happy to see her. And I need her to oh, be yeah. like, no, there are raptors on the fucking premises. We was this when she was here. running? She had the flashlight attached to her ankle. and She, she was like, exhausted. <laughs> she's exhausted. I, I just love that. I love that scene because she's just like, run, run. And, he, and Dr. Grant's just like, hello. <laughs> He's so oblivious to the situation but but he wisens up real quick like once yeah. he knows there's yeah. raptors he grabs that gun immediately yeah <laughs> the, this core four impressive i'm impressed by all four of them lex is doing what, what she's an expert at she's like let me stay in my lane okay mm-hmm. tim is not making any dumb decisions he even trap they trap a fucking yeah. velociraptor in the freezer mm-hmm. They get chased down by the others. Then the core four meets up. Now, there is a scene after Lex gets the, the system back up where they're uh, climbing through the vent, ventilation yeah. system. Oh, and then and they it, end up in like the yeah. exhibit area with the fossils. I think that's such a badass scene. And enough, it, not even for a particular reason. The way Laura Dern looks up as she lands on the ground yeah. and you hear the velociraptor. Yeah. There's something about her look. The whole thing. She's a fucking badass. Oh my. People don't Ruffle hair, the facial expression, her. the dirty look. Yeah, just, yes. yeah, I, I get it. 
And I, I think that has some of the best horror action score writing from John yes. Williams. Like the music and that climax is so mm-hmm. exciting. Like I get pumped up. Me too. I'm getting pumped now thinking about it. Like when I have like my um my like workout playlists, like I'm listening to uh Down with the Sickness by Disturbed, and I'm listening <laughs> yes, to like I'm listening to like corn and mm-hmm. uh um I listen to like a lot of classic like Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue, and then I have the end scene from Jurassic Park. Because mm-hmm. it pumps me up. <laughs> It, uh, when you said that, I literally thought of the music in The Lost World and the other Velociraptor scene with Malcolm, his daughter, and Sarah Harding. Uh, like, yeah. that music oh, and it also. has like those bongos, like, dude, yes. dude, dude. It's this high energy. I love yeah. it. But um, in this one, um, not to get super musical nerdy on you guys, but it's I'm pretty sure it's in like 12-8 or 9-8 or something like that. A time signature so it has this almost kind of like bouncy feel like triplet feel to it mm. and the writing and the brass instruments particularly the trumpets there's a lot of like and it's like really exciting yeah. oh i love it like i, it I can geek out it. about movie scores all day oh yes it is you need them yeah, you need them because it like, adds literally to, need them. it adds this to the suspense in the movies and particularly particularly the uh, this scene where they're running from the raptors and then they finally get on those like uh, those bones and stuff and they're like hanging from them and shit. So good. Yes, and Lex is like riding one. It's almost like it's a saddle. Yeah. As it's falling. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine, I don't know, some fucking slow, somber fucking music. It wouldn't work. It would not scene. work. But I want to go back to... She did it. She did the look. Okay. <laughs> You cannot watch movies while we do this. Right. You're already yeah. at the... <laughs> that, you that movie, this movie movies. goes quick. It goes it quick. It does. I want to go back to the kitchen scene with the kids, though, because that scene was always mm-hmm. just so dope and also terrifying mm-hmm. because they open in fucking doors. They're, like, sniffing around stuff. And the scene where Lex is inside yeah. the little thing and it's the reflection. So it's going after her and yes. she's trying to shut it down. Uh, I love that. Yes. Yes. And the way the raptors sound, it's just the the noise, like the... Uh, so, uh, I love it. I think, if I remember correctly, it's a dolphin screech with a walrus growl. Okay. Or the oh. raptor. I love it. At least what, for wait, some of it. Was the walrus the... Uh, uh, the call oh, where yeah. it was like, come Maybe. here, I found... <laughs> well, I think in like the... Well... I don't know about that, <laughs> but um, I- I'm talking about like the raptor screech, like the really famous, like the high part oh, yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. If you listen to that isolated, there's oh. a low growl in it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just the two of those mixed in that one sound bite. Like I know a lot mm-hmm. of the sounds for the T-Rex is a baby elephant mixed with like lion and um, That's so alligator. Cool. Like how I they do think. that. Like, how do yeah. like people just sit there and just like, all right, we're going to get the sound of this and the sound of this and kind of mesh it together. And this is going to be the noise for when it's, you know, in pain or this is going to be the noise for when it's grot. Like, it's so crazy how and they imagine do this. they have to go through combinations to see which ones they yes. like, which ones work, which ones sound ridiculous. <laughs> That's a special type of talent. Fun fact. 
we always uh people always talk about the horror movies nominated for Oscars. Uh the big ones being Jaws, The Exorcist, Get Out, The Silence of the Lambs, Black Swan, and The Sixth Sense. Jurassic Park was nominated for three Oscars and won all three. So Jurassic Park has never lost an Oscar. The other movies didn't get nominated. Oh, no. Um, Lost World lost visual effects to Titanic, which, fair. Um, Yeah, that's fair. The original Jurassic Park went three for three. Sound editing, sound mixing, and visual effects. Because, duh. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't nominated for anything else. And I think that's a little a little upsetting, but at the same time, I think Jurassic if Jurassic Park was not like if it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Score, which I think it should have, it would have lost all of those to what did win, which was Sindler's list. Mm. That's which, right. Which is fair. Either way, Spielberg won. <laughs> I will say he knows how to get people in the seats. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is his talent. This is how you know he is the greatest filmmaker of all time. Because how do you, one, make Jaws the greatest movie ever, make, ever made when you're 25, but then you make one of the most powerful um dramas about one of the most horrible upsetting tragedies that being the holocaust and then making the ultimate popcorn sci-fi horror adventure in jurassic park like how how do you make two of the greatest movies in the same year (laughs) it's evil dead (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) <laughs> it's evil dead fair enough fair en- oh my god <laughs> i love i love it let's see we get the t-rex versus the raptor scene jumping which, on. which apparently happens a few times in this franchise yeah um this Does one it- I mean, do do we count the blue and like um I guess the other ones don't have names. <laughs> you talking about on Jurassic World? Yeah. Oh, you talking about the new dinosaur? Oh. The, or are you just uh, talking about dinosaur fights in general? Cause we I you're right, we get a lot of dinosaur fights, but we don't get a T Rex versus a Raptor. Uh, oh, the wait, Raptors no. fight like some of the hybrids. Yeah, yeah. I, I misspoke. So it's they're helping each other. Well, not helping, yeah, but they're it, going after the other well, dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say they're helping each other because I think they literally nod at each other at one point, which, oh, why yeah. did they do that? Because uh, Evil Dead. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> why was Blue running in slow motion? Evil Dead. Chill, Evil Dead. I love Blue. <laughs> Blue reminds me of one of my dogs. I don't know why. <laughs> I I love Blue, Leader. but Blue's also the reason why I can't get into the Jurassic World movies. Oh, I said this already. Yeah. Because the Raptors aren't scary anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you for bringing my baby back. I'm not going to attack any of you at all <laughs> right. because we're not hungry. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I can buy the raptor not attacking Chris Pratt at this point because you give me three movies of their relationship, I'm fine with it. Mm. I just, I just need the raptors to be killing people. And yeah. they have that, that one scene where they're killing people, but it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> no. And Bobby will tell you my pet peeve in horror movies, and yes, this is included, is a high survival rate. I cannot mm. stand it. <laughs> so, he wants so to see the bodies hit the floor. floor. <laughs> Every survivor from Jurassic Park is alive in this this last movie. I was like, this is I, I can't stand for this. I don't know who I would want to die. <laughs> With somebody. It's an action, like we said, it's an action movie now. It's no longer what it used to be. So, or, oh, mean, are you are you including the original Jurassic Park into this? Because I wonder. It, it it definitely has a low body count, but it doesn't have that many characters either. So I don't, but I don't feel it in this movie. Yeah, because I feel like we're following a certain group, not an entire. Like, for example, the most recent Jurassic World movie is that Dominion. I keep mixing up yeah, Dominion, Dominion. Yeah, with Fallen. Dominion. Okay, with Dominion, where they all magically end up in the same spot together in the end, and there's like what seven, eight of them, and they're in danger, and none of them die. That to me is it's. This is very like. We're going to kill the bad guys, but the good guys are going to, like, get through it. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. None of them are going to get attacked. I have no interest in defending Dominion. Um, I just (laughs) have... um, I just want to make sure I don't need to defend Jurassic Park right now. So that's where I'm like, is Jurassic Park... Do I have (laughs) to... Do I have to go up to bat? Because... Because you can argue, you can argue the same thing happens on the original Jurassic Park. The core four get trapped by the raptors, and all of them live. But yes. the, I think another difference is there's a split second, especially if, like, especially when you're a kid, where you're like, "Oh, I don't know how they're going to get out of this," mm-hmm. and then a T Rex comes out of nowhere. To save the day, it's literally Deus Rex Machina, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I didn't think about the T Rex saving a day. Yeah. Damn it! No, he, but it's fine. Yeah, it is fine. Those rap, those raptors was fucking her Jurassic, up. Though. Yeah, I think it's fine in Jurassic Park because it's earned because yeah. the characters went through a lot of crap. Yeah, like yeah, Tammy gets electrocuted <laughs> um lex knows the unix system what i mean like, <laughs> she got sneezed on that, she by, got she, yeah, literally she got sneezed okay that mm-hmm. that's kind of that that's traumatizing for a kid yeah getting sneezed on she got sneezed on oh, nearly she, eaten by a t-rex and a raptor yeah yeah right right like deli um Del, uh ellie sadler goes through some shit Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, and by herself. At least the other people had people around yeah. him. She was like by and, her fucking self. And Dr. Grant had to deal with children for the like <laughs> entire second half so, of the movie. Because she could not stand children. And she even set him up. Yeah. I didn't know. She, she was just, when uh, Lex came, she's like, oh yeah, uh, such and such think it would be better if I be with you. And he just like, 
really. I love that scene. It's so and cute. It it's is. It's so cute. Especially when Tim is, like, talking too damn much and he lock him in the car. <laughs> he just went <laughs> 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 But then, I love that, though, because by the end of the movie, he's with them. And, like, he was saving them. He yeah. went through this crazy-ass experience with them. And then when they were on that plane, I'm not the plane, the helicopter, um, like, they're with him. And it's, it's so sweet. It's this nice little ending. I, I love is. I love that storyline because I myself do not like kids, but same. at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, like if you're put in that situation, that is the right thing to do. Like I don't think you yeah. even think about it. You know, you just do it. Yeah. Now I would have left the girl from the Jurassic World movies. I would have let her fend for herself, but these two kids. <laughs> They're adorable. They're fun. I would feel the need to protect them. Um, right. Right. And, like, I don't think we would have to think about it. I think it would just come, like, part of part of the situation is I don't want to be fucking alone. <coughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for good character development. Um, I low-key kind of like that they don't even end up together. In some of the other mo- in the other movie either, I was like, that seems realistic. Yeah, versus just having yeah. them actually be together. Mm-hmm. I'd hate for the sixth movie in the franchise to just make them awkwardly kiss for no reason at the end of it. <laughs> I mean, that'd be so horrible. So much you know time th- had passed. I, I'm th- I'm th- I'm throwing shade, but I didn't even hate hate Dominion. Like <laughs> there are parts of it I liked, but I just here's the thing you can you can you can dog on a movie without saying like this movie gave me diabetes it's the worst thing i've ever seen it's an insult to cinema the creators should feel ashamed it's like no there are there are some dog shit moments in this movie and there are some parts i liked about it and there's amazing animatronic work in it i wish i saw more of it Mm. um i don't think it's the strongest work from the director but you know, he made a fucking Jurassic Park movie. He made what he thought would be good. I I support the swing. It didn't work for me, and it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that hard to be a respectful critic. Right. I mean, every franchise has the Step Baby movie. Not it doesn't necessarily that- mean it's bad. <laughs> 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 it's just like, in comparison, I like this one the least. Right. So yeah. it gets talked about the most in that way. But I right. get it, yeah. And you can say a movie's bad without insulting the creators. Mm-hmm. Like... Yes, because they actually worked on it. They spent time. Yeah. yeah. But that's exactly. what, that, that goes to what I mentioned before. Like, they spent time and put a lot of effort. And again, just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that it's not good to somebody else. Um, we typically... And I'll, yeah. Well, I actually typically, typically like to say just, it's not for me. You know, like... Yeah. I'm not gonna say it's trash. It's just it's not for me. It didn't work for me. But then again, and there's like, good critics out there. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like, oh, the critics are trash now, because that's not true either. Mm. I just think, like a movie, there is people who are good at film criticism and people who are bad at film criticism. And right. I think the people who are bad at film criticism um, are getting way more views than the people who are good at it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Yeah. People are drawn to controversy and criticism. I think you can dislike a movie 
And I can always tell, though, because if somebody hates a movie, right, but they're not able to find a single positive thing to say about it, not a single thing, I can at least find one good thing to say about movies I dislike. Mm -hmm. Reform School Girls, for example. Uh, All right. Thank you for (laughs) joining this episode, Austin. We really appreciate it. Um. (laughs) But, like, like, to your point, Okay, I threw some shade at Dominion, and, and I feel like I'm like <laughs> kicking a kicking a disabled puppy while it's down. But I threw some shade at Jurassic Park, which is my favorite movie of all time, and I think it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm out here being like, it's an interactive CD-ROM. Like I was cracking jokes at it too, because sometimes it's yeah. it's funny to make jokes. Like, yeah, because you know <laughs> yeah. that part is dated. I mean, we can laugh at it because yeah. we know what a CD-ROM is. We know what we yeah. like. We used to use those it's, things. It's still a perfect movie. Yeah, like that's actually. This is fate, because we're at the portion where we discuss our final thoughts about Jurassic Park. I feel like we, so we got It's a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I could say it any better. Um, if you've never seen Jurassic Park, first off, why? Second off, hold on to your butts, because they spared no expense on this movie. It has everything from clever girls to, yes, they do indeed have a T-Rex. So pop in that Blu-ray and just welcome to Jurassic Park. Crank it up. How many iconic quotes did I get in there? I think I got quite a few. Yeah. I I counted like maybe five. (laughs) Okay, cool. I wanted to to do the Dotson. Dotson. We got got Dotson here. Um. But I didn't know how to put that in. This is a super long episode, guys, and I'm really sorry, but I have to tell y'all a story real quick. (laughs) I I went out to my local bar, my pub, if you will, um, with one of my buddies who I always go to the bar with, and we were just hanging out, talking about movies and whatnot. And I had some old friends from high school come in who I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, they were doing their own thing, but f- I forget why, but we, I was talking to them and they're like, Hey, do you mind if we sit with you? And I'm like, yeah, like everyone, co- like, it's fine. I'm just here with my one friend. So make it a party. It's fine. And they had more friends show up and I didn't really know them. And a little bit of time, like everyone's kind of talking. I just over here. Yeah. That's Austin down there. Um, He knows uh any, like, he knows everything about Jurassic Park. I dare you to test him right now. And I hear this. I'm like, I'm getting tested in Jurassic Park. And the person goes, okay, what does... um?" I, I'm trying to remember what the exact question was. But basically, he was like, what is um, Wayne Knight's character saying in this scene? And I'm like, Dotson, Dotson, we got Dotson here. <laughs> I mean, it's... and then people looked at me because I was doing an impersonation, and you you can't Did do you that yell quietly. It? So, yeah, about to say, well, you, you have it? to. 
And then I had to, and everyone's looking at me where I had to go, like, look at this person. I don't know. I'm being like, see, nobody cares. (laughs) 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 They might have asked me what the exact quote was. Uh, They might have asked me what the exact quote, and I just reenacted. (laughs) You can't say that line, like, monotone. No. You just can't do that. You have to yell it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The line you can say monotone and like low is hold on to your butts. butts. Because that's how Sam Jackson <laughs> that's how does it. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or lover girl. <laughs> that's I mean, what they pile of shit. We had him later get snatched up. I mean, at least we got to see it, that one. This one. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would be funny if that was a running joke with him in horror movies. <laughs> And he's sorry, he just gets snatches up at yeah. some point by a creature. If only like his severed arm shows up later in the movie. And oh my god! Like if no. that happened in Deep Blue Sea, that would have been hilarious. I mean, Deep Blue Sea is already a a fantastic. I love Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> Bobby, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, uh, this is. You know, a great film. I suggest that everybody do watch it if you haven't seen this movie. Because I mean, well, happy I... anniversary to this film! It's thirty years, yes, uh, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. Um, and yeah, this was definitely the summer blockbuster. So yeah, everybody check out Jurassic Park. It's an amazing film. Make sure your kids watch this as well. If you want to introduce them to horror slowly, uh, this would be the yeah. perfect film to do so. It's a it's a progression, right? You start mm-hmm. off with Jurassic Park, then you go into Hostel, then you go into Martyrs, then you go. Oh in no, Gremlins. that's a huge jump. And then Gremlins, so we're going backwards. <laughs> 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 you go from this to Hostel to Martyrs to Gremlins. <laughs> All right. Well, Austin, thank you again for coming here with your expertise on Jurassic Park and enjoying this. So it was it was going to be a long episode period. There's no way to talk about this movie and it'd be a short episode. <laughs> There's just no way. Uh, but again, uh, for people who want to check out your podcast, uh, where can they find you? You can find the Would You Die podcast. Most places you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, um, Google, iHeartRadio. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Would You Die Show. Instagram is the same thing, I believe, at Would You Die Show. I also have a Facebook if you're into um, that. I have a TikTok, Would You Die Podcast, where I just shit post dance videos of Gizmo. And right now, my current short film, Ice Scream, at the time of this recording, it's just about to hit its second festival this weekend, May 5th and May 6th, the, the Die Laughing Festival in L.A., so that's really exciting. And God willing, um, Ice Cream is going to be in a few more festivals, and then I'm working on my next short, hoping to shoot that in August. I love that. I'm, I'm, I was about to try to ask you what it would be the next one was about to be. I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> Did he be a surprise? <laughs> uh, I can I can tell you off air. Yes. Okay. Um, 
Well, thank y'all again for listening. We're going to try to get the fuck up out of here because apparently technology does not like us right now. Um, you can go ahead and follow us on social media at people underscore scares is the handle. Um, you can find our link tree there to figure out which podcast platform you would like to listen to us on. If you want to follow our email is people underscore scares. If you would like to be a guest on the show or for any other business reasons, Bobby, you have anything else to say? No, we, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I th- I'm mute. I'm good. You said it all. Thank you, Austin. I really appreciate you, my friend, for joining us. Yes. I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait to visit the lost world lost with you guys. World. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>